Welcome to The Vinyl Preacher, your weekly podcast where we talk about the Bible and make a playlist. I'm Matt Cato, currently on sabbatical from St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Los Angeles, California. I'm Zach Paris, part-time preacher and uh, persistent sabbatical taker. Indefinite sabbatical taker. I'm going to work on the intro. i gotta got to shape a new one soon. You got some time. Could figure it out. Well, uh... Here's who does need to work on his intro. It's it's Elijah. <laughs> showing up. <laughs> is that Elijah's first, music? Is that Elijah's music? Uh, speaking of, uh, so this is this is August 13th. Uh, we're releasing this on August 6th. Uh, and during this, this week. I think technically is the dog days of summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And during this week will be my mom's uh, 70th birthday on August 9th. It's on August 9th. Uh-huh. We had a birthday for her. Back in June, birthday party, which we called the opening ceremony. So she'd have two months of celebrations. Anyway, <laughs> my point is I had to give, I said, hey, to my brothers, let's do a toast. We should all do like a speech together. And they said, no, no, uh, you do it professionally. So you got this. Uh, and uh, so that was cool. I still found a way to pull them in. So uh, it worked. Okay. But uh, my nephew has m- recently learned how to play the Star Wars theme on the piano. Uh, my 10-year-old Ooh. nephew and so uh, he played that as my intro music, which was pretty <laughs> fantastic. I was like, do I hear my theme music? It was great. It was great. Uh, so I don't know what Elijah's shout theme out. music is. Shout out <laughs> shout to out. If shout you're going, to you find yourself headed to the Coachella Valley Arts and Music Festival, uh, I can't recommend Debbie's Hospitality enough. Make sure to stop by uh, Palm Desert there. And tell her we said what's up. Indeed. Indeed. If you're going to Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival, you're going to Joshua Tree National Park like a faithful listener once did. Uh, she's an important stop along the way. That'd be great. You, um, yeah, if you're if you're headed to Stagecoach, maybe. I don't know what kind of person you are. If you're headed to the hometown of Brian McBride, you also, there's, she's got another Ooh. place uh, out here. So uh, in right. the future, we'll be able to see if you're going to a Bears game, but uh, it'll be, it's a ways off. <laughs> Some ways. I can't off. believe that, Matt. That really like blew my mind. Like I was like, "Oh, cool, Brian McBride," and then I thought about it for three seconds. I was like, "They have his elementary school on here, but they don't have Everton, I, or Fulham, or the Chicago I don't know, Fire man. on that poster." There's a poster oh, that's in a picture in of Brian too. McBride. Yeah, he, he played the too hard. That's that's my brother's brainchild. He put that together. So I don't know. He must have just emphasized the the U.S. national team as the it's too many teams. The U.S. national team gets equal footing to his elementary school on this post. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, friend of the pod, Brian, maybe we'll get him on as a guest. I wonder if I could <laughs> work that. Is that going to be really excited? I'd be excited about that. <laughs> next, next World Cup, we're going to work on it. <laughs> I think we're going from you and North to Brian McBride. We're really stepping up our World Cup guest. I like it. No offense to you and uh, he does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> no offense. Oh, wow. Well, here we go. First Kings 19. At Horeb, the Mount of God, Elijah came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he answered, <laughs> I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, 
and they are seeking my life to take it away. And he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Uh And there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. We're not going to go into great detail about what the earthquake did, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake was a fire, but the Lord, not the fire either. And after the fire. Just like Brian McBride. Just like Brian McBride. After the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael as king over Aram, and you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, son of Shaphat of Abel, Mehala, as prophet in your place. Ooh, that was a word salad. Whoever escapes from the sword of Hazael, Jehu shall kill. And whoever escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elisha shall kill. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. Word of God, word of life. I'm confused. Yeah, wow, that took a turn. <laughs> There's a lot. Like, he's, it starts off, and you're like, oh, this is that genre of, like, prophet who's put out story, right? Because those mm-hmm. happen from time to time, and I love those stories, right? Like like Jonah, it's a whole book of the Bible, you know? Like, the the main, like, the, the thrust of it is, Jonah's done a lot for God and is a little not happy with his compensation at this point um, and his pouting. Uh, and so it starts out that way. But then you get like, and then you're like, oh no, this is going to be like a second. When Moses got to see God, God was going to pass this way. Uh, mm-hmm. But then it turns and it's like um, Captain Planet kind of situation here. Earthquakes and fires and all that stuff. And you get the yeah. small, uh, the still silence and God speaks to him. And you're like, hey, buck up. Buck up because I'm going to kill everybody. Uh, you're like, wow, that is not... This is like the third unexpected turn the story has taken. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's super weird. I didn't I, somehow I didn't see that coming. That <laughs> oh, but there it is, another story. Yeah, I mean, I love a good story. I love that he's in the cave. I like that cave detail a lot. Um. <clears throat> And I think there's a lot you could do with that preaching-wise, imagining what caves we hide. Because he's hiding, right, in the cave from other people. Um, mm-hmm. You can make the sense that he's hiding a bit from from God in there. Um, and yet God comes to him in that cave, in the safe uh, space that he has created for himself, set apart from others. Might be the, maybe I wouldn't say safe space, but this space set apart from others. Uh, God still comes and pulls him out of there and Hmm. i don't you know probably i don't (laughs) not super pleased about the sword stuff 
uh, swordplay. But mm-hmm. um, there's some good news there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a really, I'm kind of looking ahead to the connections to the gospel, but I think, um, I think like that story, there's a place where when you're in your low place, uh, you're hiding in a cave, whatever that looks like for you, that God, that God shows up, but doesn't just show up in like uh, necessarily a comforting way. Although I guess it kind of gets there sort of in a pretty unsatisfying way, but like, but that there, gosh, there is just such potential for, um, for the appearance of the divine in, um, in surprising ways, in surprising ways that again, may not be pleasant, <laughs> but are, uh, is, is the presence of God nevertheless. The other big takeaway is to say, it's really clear that if you have been smooching with Baal, you're going <laughs> to die. So don't smooch Baal. You Baal, you're going to call them Baal, Baal worshipers. Called yeah. Baal smoochers, according to this. I know. Baal kissers. I know, right? Oh, didn't see that part coming well, either. Well, let's see, Matt, if in the gospel we get more swordplay uh, and killing people who've been kissing other people. We're in Matthew <laughs> chapter 14, moving pretty slow through Matthew here. Jesus made the disciples because they all had seasickness. They got motion sickness all the time. They didn't want to, but Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, this is immediate aftermath of math of the feeding of the 5,000. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray, detour. And when evening came, he was there alone, just like Elijah, a little less hiding in a cave. But by this time, or is it? I don't know. He's been surrounded by crowds and people. He's getting away, get some alone time. Uh, not unlike, I guess, Elijah in a sense. But by this time, the boat on which the disciples had been sent out against their will uh, battered by the waves, was far from land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, Jesus came walking towards them on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter, always a perpetual, uh, habitual line stepper, uh, steps over a line and answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to walk on the water. He said, come. And so Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And they got to the boat. The wind ceased. Those in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Matt, I think... One thing is clear at the end of this reading. Jesus is a ghost. Jesus is a ghost? Yep. That's <laughs> where we're said, going. It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. And Jesus did not say, yeah, actually, it's me. I am not a ghost. He said, do not fear. It is I. He didn't deny that he was a ghost. And I think that's a really <laughs> big deal. And all your sermon should be about Jesus as a friendly ghost. Wow. Yeah. Breaking news here on the podcast. If Jesus is projecting himself like a force ghost, like Luke Skywalker at the end of, <laughs> of uh, the last, the last Jedi, when the Luke yeah. just projects himself. Uh, wow. Maybe it could be. He doesn't deny wow, it. Jesus. He does not deny it. He doesn't deny it. Man. Oh. A lot of uh, stories here of Jesus trying to get away from the crowds. He's, he's trying to have a moment uh, once again. 
he's he's got a certain expectation for the day and uh hard to get away <laughs> just can't get away jesus doesn't walk on the water here which is my uh usual go-to move here is to note that jesus does not walk on the water jesus walks on the sea and within the ancient Near east as it still really is um i mean as culturally we were reminded around two months ago uh when we were confronted with the power of the sea and our powerlessness against it uh especially for ancient peoples the sea was a thing over which they did not have power that they feared and so jesus walking on the water is not simply look at all these crazy things jesus can do it demonstrates jesus power over and against the chaotic nature of the world mm-hmm. yeah 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 i mean and that's like gosh th- to see those connections i think with uh first kings with the with all the the chaotic nature of the world from the wind to the mm-hmm. earthquake to the fire uh and then there's the sound of sheer silence and here again we've got the wind and the waves um we've got the stormy sea um uh and then jesus shows up in this unexpected way as a ghost uh but shows shows up he in the midst it. of all that so yeah yeah gosh well i like here too that jesus uh just interesting moves so he he makes the disciples get into a boat usually he travels with the disciples and here he's like okay mm-hmm. you guys get in this boat did he tell them like i'll catch up don't worry. <laughs> what was don't the plan get just get moving and then i'll, I'll call I'll you later i just uh yeah i gotta get rid of a me. lot of autographs I'll call you. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he does come back to them. So he, he seems to take his time. He actually does get to go up the mountain by himself to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, he does get his time alone. And then he comes back to them. Um, so interesting moves here by Jesus. Jesus the boomerang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also another story where um, I read this with some folks uh a few weeks ago and i feel like immediately people started piling on peter like oh i can't believe he didn't have faith he didn't have enough faith like <laughs> and it's like man this is kind of harsh like peter like he, he really does like walk on water like it's pretty impressive yeah. like way to go peter if i was coaching peter's team i'd be like way to go i mean we learned some things today but you did here's all the stuff you did right right like if, if peter's your kid's soccer team like you're not like oh man you really messed up that last goal no like look at this he played a great game learn some things for next time you know mm-hmm. but uh let's not pile on peter yeah totally <laughs> so. i mean the other thing to say that is nested within this that i think is interesting is it, it, you know peter why do you have no faith but he calls out lord save me right it's a confession yeah um, in some ways it's a demonstration of faith um mm-hmm. you know like it's if, if, if we're grading Peter negatively, it's let's recognize there's a curve we're working with here. Um, and the, the standard is, is not a great test for most humans, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what are we listening to this Sunday? Matt, I didn't know this summer I'd lean on Bumford and Sons like I have, but... I mean, one of the classic Mumford and Son songs, "The Cave." Uh, it's pretty good. You'd recognize it as soon as you get the first, like the opening lick. You're like, "Oh, that's that Mumford and Son song." It's called "The Cave." I yeah. That. Uh, then a newish 
to me band that I've stumbled upon mostly through because they have a sensational cover of Heat Wave that's mm. kind of got some like camp sort of vibes to it. Like that sort of like, mm. yeah, check it out. It's pretty good. Uh, but they have a song called Ghost, Josiah and the Bonnevilles uh, that I think works this week. And finally, Can't Walk on Water Without Eddie, or as I prefer to call him, Ted, uh, Edward, Money, Walk on Water. Uh, kind of last gasp buffet there for Eddie Money. But uh, it works this week. Man, I like it. I like it. And you uh, you left some openings for me because Sound of Silence hey. still on the table. So I'm going to use it. Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. It's a classic, but it's a classic for a reason. So I'm going to put right. it on the playlist for this Sunday. I'm also going to put uh, Walk. It's not, not quite Walking on Water, but it is Walking on and Walk on by U2, uh, which is a song that I dearly love. And then uh, here's an actual Walking on the Water song, Walking on the Water by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Mm. CCR for you here in mid-August. Cool. I like it. It's been real. Real vinyl this summer has been. Ooh.